0: Check out idealwine.com for more information. That's I D E A L W I N E.com to find what you'd like to be drinking. I'm Levy Dalton, and this is All Drink to That, where we get behind the scenes of the wine business. Hey, Carla's here. This is going to be a fun interview. She's over at the Breslin, Spotted Pig, and John Dory, and we're going to hear about how she got into the wine business today. Carla, (laughs) on the show today from the Breslin, John Dory, and Spotted Pig. Hey, Carla, how are you? Fantastic. How are you? Nice to see you. Thanks. You too. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how things got started for you in the New York area?
1: I moved here to New York eleven years ago, from uh, from both Hawaii and from California. I'm from California, Southern California. Uh, I went to Hawaii for a while, and then from Hawaii, I came here.
0: What did you do in Hawaii? I surfed a lot. Yeah, I it's s- good for that. S-
1: it's fantastic. I tried for to that. do that in uh,
0: <laughs> in Minnesota, and it
1: sucked. Not as good. Yeah. Not as good. Um, I also, what else did I do out there? I started working in the restaurant industry out there. Actually, My oh, okay. First okay. job in the industry was out there. Um, I
0: to table restaurant. I
1: was pre- surfing, serving a lot of food. Definitely was serving so a lot of food. It was fish. a swim-up bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Swim-up pool bar. That was oh, how many shot. courses of Wahoo
0: <laughs> would you like, sir? Tasting me? menu of Wahoo only. Do you know me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah. then you get to New York and what happens? I
1: came here to attend NYU for acting. And I did so. I was finishing up uh, college. I had already gone for a few years to her JC in California. And I came here to finish up at NYU. I went there for three years. And after graduating, I... Hopped around the city doing a couple odd jobs. Um, I was a nanny for a while. Cool. I was a nude model for a while. At the same time? At the same time. Was it like... <laughs> very lucrative.
0: <laughs> it was like a package deal. <laughs> like, we need a nude model for my kid's Etch-A-Sketch class. Great. Like, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll exactly.
1: There. $10 an hour, I'm in. Sign me up. Do you guys
0: need some more peanut butter sandwiches? <laughs> oh, wow, is it cold in here? Is it just me? Or is it just me? <laughs> so wait, though. Okay, 11 years ago... It's 2012. Does that put you around 9-11?
1: I moved here a week before 9-11.
0: How did that go down?
1: You know how it went down. I mean, for
0: (laughs) you, though. What did it mean? Where'd you live Um, at the time?
1: I was living in Midtown at the time.
0: Okay. So a little less...
1: A little less uh, disruptive. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How did it affect the job scene? I mean, the restaurant industry? 9-11? I
1: wasn't working in the industry at that time. I was going to school full-time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Part-time teaching kids how to swim. Uh, part-time nannying, and then once I got out of school is when I started doing all the modeling stuff and full-time nannying. Big cool. Job. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, what was the entree into the, the restaurant world?
1: Um, in my first job in Hawaii was I was looking for a job and what I wanted to do was hang out at the beach all day and smoke a bunch of weed yeah. and live the life of being on Maui with my family. So, uh, a friend of mine had worked at Roy's Kahana in... Uh, I look up near Napili. And I went in and I met with the GM and he said, have you ever worked in a restaurant before? And I said, no. Uh, and he said, well, what are you coming to us for? It was one of the finer dining restaurants on the island at the time. And I said, well, I heard that this, I heard that this was a good work. I heard that this is, you know, you can make good money here. It's an exciting process, whatever I want to learn about it. He said, are you willing to start from the ground up? And I said, you know it. He said, it's going to require a lot of heavy lifting and you'll start in the back as a silverware polisher with the dish boys. And I said, great, sign me up. And I started as a silver uh, polisher, um, washing dishes, and then I moved up through being a busser, and then uh, being a food runner and a bar back, and then I didn't start actually waiting tables until I came to the city.
0: Do you find that that's kind of helped you in your progression to have kind of started at undoubtedly,
1: the undoubtedly, yeah?
0: <clears throat> Did your kitchen Spanish get a little better as a result?
1: Um, it's not in Hawaii; it's mostly Filipino.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it's like that in Japan too. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So you get to New York, you move into the restaurant scene. Uh, What was your first gig?
1: Um, Here in the city, Blue Water Grill.
0: Oh, okay. How was that? It was
1: a fantastic uh, training ground, I would say.
0: Was Laura like running the show at that time, like in the corporate level?
1: She was. Um, I began there as a server and worked there for almost two and a half years or so. And the last year and a half, I was bartending. And... um, at the time, this is kind of the turning point, actually, in how I started to study wine. At the time, uh, while I was at Blue Water, I had already decided that I didn't want to act anymore, and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't figure out where to take my heart and plug it into next. And I didn't know um, if it was possible for myself to have as much uh, excitement and passion for. I, that I had for acting for so long. Um, I had told myself and I had told the world and my family and my lovers that this is what I was going to do. And to take that idea apart was devastating for me. Um, to trust that I could actually put my heart into something else and have it grow uh, was, was nerve wracking. I didn't know if it was possible. So I was, I was in the middle of this kind of like early midlife crisis. I was about to turn 30 at the time. And one of my, uh, one of my regulars at the bar at Blue Water was uh, this fantastic gentleman. He was the editor of Forbes Life Magazine, and so he lived this, char- this charmed existence, you know. Um, he would come in and he would tell me, like, tell me all these fantastic tales about uh, where he had been and what he had been eating and drinking and ballooning and stad and drinking, you know, vintage scotch and like all this amazing stuff. And I was like, damn, that's what I want. Um, but how do you ask somebody that, you know? And so for a long time, I just kind of molded it over and I was like, how am I going to get there? How am I going to figure out a way to get there? Eventually, somebody was like, "Just ask him how he got there." And I was like, "Okay, this goes straight to the straight to the source." So I had a friend of mine um, find his number, and I called him. I cold called him. And um, your, your
0: friend was Magnum PI from my, the, well, the Hawaii yes, days. Yes, that, actually, you, one of
1: my surfing buddies from Hawaii. Yeah, you called up Rick and TC,
0: and they're like, what, "What are you doing? I got a job for you. Like I got
1: a case for you. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's my future. Get on exactly. it." <laughs> Um, I called him and I said hi. Uh, I love to message, and my heart was pounding, and I was sweating. And uh, I, I think to, hi
0: is a good way to start I, the conversation. Yeah,
1: hey, hello, pronto, I shaking, <laughs> shaking. Konnichiwa. Aloha, this
0: is Carlos. Yeah, right, <laughs> aloha. How did they say this in Spanish, sir?
1: Um. I, call, I left a message. He didn't answer. Thank God. Uh, he, I left a message. I said, uh, this is Carla, your, your bartender from Blue Water Grill. Yeah. I have some questions for you. Yeah.
0: They're <laughs> not about that tip line.
1: <laughs> you were fine. You took yeah. me fine. You, Just you call took me back. your umbrella. Can I buy you a beer? Um. He called me back within five minutes, and he said, how did you get my number?
0: He must like <laughs> <And> free beers. <laughs> he was like, free beer. What
1: <laughs> the hell is this girl doing? Right. Um." And uh, I said, I a friend of mine found it for me. A friend yeah. of mine in the journalism world found it for me. Uh, I, I need to meet with you. Can can I buy you a drink? And he's like, How about I buy you a drink? And I was like, Okay, can we just meet? Um, so we met in the the chilly belly of. Uh, Of Chelsea Wine Vault, and he opened a bottle of his collection there, and we sat.
0: Oh, that worked out pretty good.
1: Worked out good for me.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna start like just cold calling regular dudes. (laughs) How did you get my number? I don't know. It was the next one in line. Collection? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Chelsea Wine Vault, perhaps. (laughs) Just stand at the door
1: waiting. Um, and we sat down. He's like, "Okay, what was the call for? What do you need from me?" Um, and I didn't know him well enough to 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 be this forward, but I was kind of at my wit's end with myself. Um, and I didn't know what to do. So I, I said, I need to know how you got where you are. Um, I want the life that you have. I want to travel and I want to drink well and I want to eat well and I want to be with my people, with my family and with my friends and I don't know how to get there. Um, I'm at this kind of crux where, uh, where I, I haven't been able to put my foot forward yet, and so what do I do? And he said, well, what are the things that you love? And I said, eating, drinking, you know, traveling. And he said, choose one of those things and, and move on it. School yourself in it and just keep going. And at some point, something will give. Um, the next day, I called and signed up for a wine class. And a few weeks later, um, I started gathering together all these books that I needed to study, all the major tomes, you know what they are. Um, and I contacted Laura Manick. At the time, she was still the corporate beverage director for Be Our Guest, and I said, "Hi, I'm Carla. I'm one of your bartenders at
0: Blue Water Grill. <laughs> can I buy you a drink? Got anything in the Chelsea wine vault, perhaps?"
1: Um, and she said, "Great, yeah, I'll I'll help you. Uh, I'll teach you how to structure your your training or your learning." So she's
0: really good with that. She's amazing. She's that like way. the queen of the lists. I think. Yeah, you know, she's got I it agree. down like the I checklist.
1: Agree. Yeah, she's she's got it nailed down for sure. Yeah. Um, from there, I, I worked there for about a year studying, uh, here and there with Laura and just m- most of it just sitting at home, uh, on my couch, uh, writing a lot of notes. Um, I didn't really have anyone to ask questions of at the time. I started trying to go to tastings. I went to my first tasting. Uh, it was at the big Polaner tasting. This was probably four or five years ago. Oh, okay. And,
0: uh, like when they were in the twenties by Keen's Steakhouse.
1: Yeah. 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 And, uh, I didn't know how to taste through a large room of wines. I walked in and I was like, well, here we go. And yeah. I just started one by one going around the oh, you room. Did? Like, oh, that's how they was, get you though. Was, that's that's how, how, like, what the I suckers got, do. Got, I got got, You can't
0: taste at the first five tables. <laughs> but I
1: didn't have anyone to teach me how. It's like um, the
0: fuzzy it's, animal brand and stuff like that. And
1: w- you know, after like the fourth table, I'm a mess, you know yeah, and yeah, was, like, I'm like, I'm definitely really like, spitting.
0: Oh, I thought those were holding down the tablecloth, so I'm supposed to spit into that?
1: Looking down my notes, it's like fruit, acid, tan. It's like absolutely no point of reference. (laughs) So, so Bush League. Uh, But, you know, it's, it's good for the humility. You gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. And I wish I had had somebody to guide me through. I wish I had had a mentor in, uh, in any sort of way. I still do. Um. And I've asked certain people and they've said, no, do it on your own. Oh, really? Oh, so nice of them. It's so nice of them. But I I understand why it's necessary. Um, Sitting at home for that long uh, and asking a lot of questions of anybody whose attention that you can grab is, uh, it's good for the heart, I think. It becomes very clear that, uh, I don't know, you go after what matters. At one point, and I started after the wine thing, Very, it was an intellectual decision. My heart was not in it yet. My boyfriend at the time said, keep going, like your heart will wake up at some point. Your heart will come out of this little depression that you're in and your heart will attach on to what you're focusing on, and where you've placed your intent. And it did. Um, My heart woke back back up and uh, wine kind of started to like gently warm me up. I think it's this uh, strange process, but it happens from, for me, it happened deep inside. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm in it now, (laughs) like fully, fully, fully invested. So,
0: but there was I mean, there was a couple things. I mean, you worked with Paul for a while.
1: I did. I went from uh, Blue Water Grill to I I bartended at Freeman's for a summer. Oh, that was a cool place. It is, and it was it was a good place for me to be back then. but I realized that nothing, there was not enough wine there for to grab my attention to keep oh, me focused. Oh, I you were going to say you couldn't um, find it all the time.
0: <laughs> like sometimes I'd show up, other times I, I wouldn't. <laughs> they so got all upset. Walk right past yeah. it. What is
1: happening downtown? So confusing. Um, And so I left there and I went to – I had a couple of friends who knew Paul and who worked at Hearth. And so I went over there and I I had a meeting with Paul and he sat me down and uh, I was sitting in one of those little windows, like, again, shaking, like, so nervous, uh, sweating, absolutely just, you know, a mess. Like, this raw, bleeding heart. If anybody knows me well, they know that I'm, like, this (laughs) absolute – quivering little heart very tender um and so uh i sat down with paul and he said what do you want from me <laughs> i said i want your knowledge um i said i've i've been taught by laura over the past year or so to to have this kind of academic structure and what i need from you is to understand how to attach my heart to it and where
0: oh it's uh, uh, seemingly very intuitive of you to like make that leap
1: it's uh it's how I've lived my life up until this point. So I knew that I needed Laura for an academic structure because I can't. I can't do that on my own, man. I'd be out there forever in a world of books. Um, I needed somebody to teach me how to focus my attention, and then once it was focused, I needed Paul to help me kind of break it back open again.
0: Uh huh.
1: Uh uh-huh. um, He's so, good with
0: a naked lunch, like text. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, take all the pieces, throw them in the air.
1: He's good. He's a. He's a. He's a hurricane. He's a. He he would come into pre-shift. He would perhaps you know, not the swoop best metaphor it, right now. It, oh my god.
0: i <laughs> like I know Where is my mind?
1: I know mind? in I know Hawaii mind? it's
0: no big thing.
1: <laughs> it's a tsunami of a man. Yeah. Um yeah. Whew, what's on my mind? Um he would run into pre-shift and he would have this bottle of wine and he would blind test uh, blind taste everybody on it and he would ask everybody for answers, and in the middle of answers, he would be cutting people off and moving on to the next person and saying no to this and yes to this, and it was this, like, this, it was bullets happening at all time, like intellectual yeah. bullets just flying at you, and it was very hard for me to- You were like in the to, Matrix. Like, like, you're
0: like the Keanu happening? Reeves, and yes, you're like falling backwards totally and somehow the dodging Reeves. the bullets at the same Amazing. time. Amazing.
1: So smooth, that guy. <laughs>
0: <God>. That's <laughs> definitely the adjective I think of when I think of Keanu.
1: So sexy. Um... And so it was a lot, a lot of my time there was just taking notes. And um, at some point, uh, I was working there part-time and I knew that I needed more work because baby's got to hustle. Yeah, because so, it's New York. Because it's and New like, York. like, oh, look, rent new again. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, these months are so short. <laughs> yeah, right. <So>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I can't sleep on the beach? <laughs>
1: this is ridiculous. Um, so I went to uh, a friend of mine was working at the Ace. That, uh, the Breslin hadn't opened yet. And they're like, there's this new hotel. And I looked oh, it yeah, at yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're like, he's like, come on in and, and I'll have you meet who's in charge. And I said, great. So I went in, met with the GM there. Um, she sat me down and she is still to this day is very much Paul Greco-like. Um, she's like this scattershot woman. She's she's a force. Um, I sat down with her for around, I would say, 40 seconds. She looked over my resume. She said, okay, can you do this? I said, yes. She said, great. She shook my hand and I walked out. I said, okay, there I, we I go. would really like to
0: meet this person. <laughs> there we go. Just to like... <laughs> <laughs> I just want she's any experience horse. in the she's same room horse. to see what that's like.
1: Yeah, she's uh, she's linear. That's for sure. Um, so I started working there part time. Uh, I started training as a bartender uh, at in the lobby bar, and then when the Breslin popular place, popular place, lots of Max. Um, and we, I worked one shift as a bartender uh, in the Breslin for a Fergus, a for a Fergus Stock. Yeah, not
0: uh, the bad. You know, first night pick. You know, <laughs> Fergus comes over from London. A couple of pigs, pigs lot of, heads
1: flying around. A lot of cool
0: people dining. Baby's first shift.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots of press. You're
0: uh, like, oh, pig! Damn, <laughs> thought this was a beef dinner.
1: <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. It was this fantastic like break into what bet. the dining style is of April and Ken.
0: So what's that like?
1: Um, it's this in, in my in my words, it's this very kind of broke down, like easy, uh, comfortable, but Uh, familiar style of service. And then the food, when the food comes out, it's just this elevated kind of flavor profile. Um, I have watched the dining experience of the city. And I think overall, mostly of the city, I'm gonna speak of the city specifically, um, Change quite a bit over the past few years. And people do want that style of, uh, they want everything to be taken care of and they want the food to be good. And they wanna know that they are held uh, by by whoever is serving them, but they don't necessarily... As Ken says, he wanted uh, all of the servers at the Spotted Pig to wear T-shirts because he always wanted to feel like if he came in in a T-shirt, he was still going to be dressed the same as the servers were, uh-huh. meaning that he wasn't going to be... Uh, he wasn't going to feel uncomfortable because he was underdressed. And I think that uh, that thought process seems really simple, but it's really a profound thing if you can sit in a place and feel comfortable and still get good service and the food is fantastic. So so I started at the Breslin I worked for one day behind the bar and uh, Ken came up to me a few days later and I had seen him I had met him in uh, at like a, you know when we were supposed to meet the meet the boss he's gonna meet everybody new in the first meeting of all of the new staff and Ken uh, I was sitting in the back and I had seen uh, the wine list up to that point and it was a hundred bottles under a hundred bucks and it was all a lot of very commercial bottles and uh, very popular bottles. And uh, I was like, what is happening? In my mind, in my heart, I'm like, what the hell is happening with this wine list here? You know, what is going on? And I was coming from Paul. Yeah, and coming from Paul. So, I mean, it was the polar You're like, opposite. you like,
0: where's the core chevronie, Where- <laughs> bra <bruh? laughs>
1: Where's the Gaillac? <guy>, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I raised my hand in this meeting. I was like, excuse me, uh, what's happening with the wine list? Who's taking care of the really? wine list here? Wow. And he looked at me and he goes, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> what's your job here? And I said, I'm a bartender. And he's like, okay. And then a few days later, uh, he, and, you know, he explained what was happening with the wine list and that's all there was to it. A few days later, he pulled me aside. He said, go get yourself a pint, come and sit in this booth. He pulled the curtain and he goes, I heard you're studying wine. Oh, okay. And, uh, I said, Yes.
0: Were you wearing a t-shirt at this <laughs> time? <thing? laughs> Nope. And I had a kid on my lap. You had a kid on your lap?
1: (laughs) Naked with a kid on my lap. I was still nude nannying. Oh, okay. I'm
0: sorry. (laughs) You actually did really get me there. I was like, wait a second. Everyone, everyone. This is the best story ever. (laughs)
1: Levy's eyes just rolled back trying to think of what I was referring to. That was a good one. Um... Yeah. So he said, I heard you're studying wine. I said, yeah. Uh, And he said, how would you like to take over the wine list? And it was that same uh, classic neurotic New Yorker Carla moment. Uh, My heart was pounding. Um, And I knew, I was like, man, I am so unprepared for this. I am not ready to do this, but this is what I've, this is what I asked the universe for. I placed my intent on this three years ago, two years ago, whatever it was at the time. Um, And to ask for something, to ask for I don't know, to ask for something and then to turn your, turn your face from it when it appears would be folly. Uh, so I tried to play it cool. And I, in my mind, I remember the exact thought process. I was like, Carla, do it how they do it in the movies. Throw your arm around, uh, like over the back of the banquette and just be cool. And my foot is shaking underneath the table and I'm sweating and I can't drink my beer because I'm so nervous. And talking to Ken later, Ken knew all this. He saw me go through this whole process, but in my mind, I'm cool as shit, right? So I'm like, yeah, you know, I do have some ideas about the wine this year. And he's like, okay, great. And well,
0: suddenly like there was a lit so- <laughs> cigarette in your hand <laughs> with like a smoking pipe. And I you're wish. like, <laughs> Choking, <And> you- <laughs> You turn, blow the smoke out, turn back to him and be like, well, why don't you come up and see me sometime? We'll talk about the wine list. Somehow I just my made Marlene Dietrich sound like some carnival dude. Well,
1: God, I wish. Sorry, in, my mind, in my mind, that's how I felt. But looking back, I'm like, oh, Carla, man. Um, you know, my so- mom
0: used to say people who are successful are comfortable with having success. There's a way that if you get what you ask for, you can't be like, No yeah you know what I mean
1: well, you're a real ass if you do you yeah. know what i mean yeah. you uh if you're gonna have the guts to ask for something have the guts to uh have the guts to accept it yeah, so the past three years, I just had my three year uh Anniversary of being with the company. So, over the past three years, it's been the same thing. It's been a lot of um, asking questions of anybody who I can get the attention of, uh, reading a lot of books and attending any seminar that I can. I get made a lot of fun of for attending a lot of seminars, but you know what? By who? By people in the industry. By like, like Slater oh, from Saved movie. by the Bell?
0: Oh, what are you? Some kind of nerd? Screech? Amazing.
1: God, can you imagine if Slater was part of our industry? You know, Amazing. I've waited on him in real life. <laughs> How is he? Oh, so nice. Really? So
0: Yeah, like the kind of because it's it was shocking to me. I've actually waited on Kelly Kapowski and Slater. Nice, and they're both super, super nice. Well, tell you what, I prefer Kelly Kapowski (laughs) every time. Fair enough,
1: fair enough, fair enough. No,
0: no disrespect, Slate Dog. (laughs) Yep, yep. Please, I'm sorry. I don't even know where I was. You're at the TCS. The jocks are making fun of you for well, yeah. your I mean, nerd-like behavior.
1: There's, I remember, I remember one moment. Uh, there's been a couple defining moments um, for myself in this job, uh, coming kind of through the back door and being allowed in before I thought that I was ready.
0: They actually call that um, the service entrance. The, <laughs> I mean,
1: that's what it is. I was there Ken. is a formal name. <laughs> I was with Ken the other day standing outside the Breslin talking and we got done talking and he started to go toward the, the entrance, like the right, civilian right. entrance of the Breslin. You, and I went toward like, the service entrance. He goes, where are you going? Oh, okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I work here. I have to go. Yeah. He's like, "That's Carla, that's so cute. He's like, get over here. Come in the regular Oh, entrance. that was I'm nice like, of him. That was nice of him. That was nice of him. But it, in my heart, man, whew, it's tough to walk through those front doors. Really tough, tough. actually. Yeah. yeah. It's very uncomfortable. I feel bad for my staff when I walk in. I'm like, guys, 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 it's fine. Slow down. Um... So well, after that meeting with Ken, I walked outside and and uh, fell to my knees uh, figuratively and understood fully what I had just agreed to. And I was terrified. I literally went home. I had, a, I had been keeping lists of wines that I had fallen in love with over these tastings and over working with Paul and things that I'd seen on Laura's list when I was at Blue Water Grill. And over the past few years, I'm like, okay, just keeping – I'm a big – I'm a compulsive note taker um, – after smoking a lot of dope When I was living in Hawaii I have not a lot of brain cells left So keep it on Keep everything oh, noted Keep like everything a, noted like <laughs> like Write a, it down or else it yeah, gone Yeah, like a spirit journal
0: <laughs> Like, and then I saw the writers <laughs> Come on the cloud
1: uh, Oh, man You keep taking me off my track It's a good feeling But I don't even know this how to get what back This is what I do This, this is, is how I sell <laughs> uh,
0: kayak. you know Oh, you thought you were getting i cab <laughs> I'm Gonna take you in a different direction, sir Never know what hit you. Please continue. (laughs) Big twelve foot
1: levy hit you. Um, Yeah, I I literally went home, and this is I think a fantastic uh, wake up call for everybody who wants to do this job and who thinks that they're not ready. Um, You're never going to be ready, like I'm. You know what I mean? Unless you've come up. And this is I think there's not a lot of mentoring happening anymore in restaurants. Really, do you feel that way? I Not that I've seen. Um, okay. In certain fine dining restaurants, well, I see fine. it, but mm. I don't live in the fine dining world. And so right, in the restaurant right, right, that I'm in, right. it's non-existent, you know? Right. And I really... uh I really. like, who's in charge here? I thought you were. <laughs> it's, it's mayhem. It's the circus, you know? And it's the best. Like I, I belong in the center of it. I know that. And there's nobody else I would rather work for. Um, I fit well with them. They're my family. But uh, I wish sometimes that I had had the opportunity to have... Uh, to have somebody teach me more specifically, and to have somebody—I um, don't know—help prune me. Yeah, you like know a, an mean? editor, yeah. like if you're writing. And then, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's good for the heart, and it's fantastically—it's um, good for my humility to uh, have learned it on my own and to, to keep doing it. I mean, I'm a baby at this. I've i been doing it for three years. I'm very very young in it, but. I I would have loved the structure of somebody
0: just like a, g- a program. Did you feel yeah, like it wasn't open to you? That kind of thing.
1: Not at the Breslin because it didn't exist before. I was. But I there. mean,
0: in the places that were more structured, did you just feel like you know that's just not my scene?
1: Um, I think with with Laura, to her credit, she wasn't bringing me up uh, in order to take over the the list at Blue Water Grill, you right. know what I mean? Um, she was teaching me about wine in general. She which does Which is that. a much more, yeah, I mean, she sure. has people
0: to our house and stuff. Exactly, exactly. Release. She's amazing.
1: I mean, she cares yeah. about doing it. It's very much in her heart. It's clear. Um, and so I, I, it was good. That's what I needed at that time. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be brought up under, she was not at Blue Water Grill every single night and there was not somebody there who uh, I could have learned under in that way. So,
0: So you're saying she was great, but she was also busy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um and as well she should be. She was working on her MS. <laughs>
0: yeah, and yeah. like doing corporate buying for yeah. the Nation
1: 500 restaurants. Yeah. 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 So, uh I don't know. I at this point, oh, what? Oh, to go back to. Sorry, audience, my mind wanders. Um, to come back to the point, I said, you know, if you think that you are uh, not going to be ready for this job when it when it confronts you at some point, you got to just get on that horse, if it's bareback or not, and ride. You'll figure out how to stay on. You know, it's is that swim. part of the
0: Salami Airways the bareback? Or, oh, oh, a, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish I you wish I grew
1: up with horses and I'd ride the hell out of that thing. Um, Black stallion, it's <laughs> you and me, <laughs> dude. I grew up with. That. hell yeah hell yeah um yeah i walked outside after that meeting with ken and i was like oh my god what have i done i went home and i literally google searched uh how to buy wine distributor kaylin sellers like i had no idea how who you contacted awesome. who, you, who do you contact to buy wine i knew what wines i wanted you know right, right, but right like right. how what where do they come from um i remember one of my first uh my first meeting with a rep and i sat down and she was like oh the price is blah 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 frontline and i was like excuse me you're going to have to be patient with me what does frontline mean yeah <laughs> like,
0: i had a big problem with that
1: there's a there's a there's an assumption that if you're in a certain position of course that you know what you're doing um and so if you find yourself in that position by god like take your ego and get it out of the way because you need to learn that job and you need to own that job so ask questions do not be afraid of what you don't know um and ah, there's something else I wanted to tell you. Um, I went to this big tasting and it was tasting a whole lineup of all of these uh, the, all of these champagnes. It was all vintage champagne. and it was with a lot of these high-end psalms from around the city. This was about a year ago, I guess. And there was a moment where... We're tasting through all of these wines, and a lot of them are the wines that I've never had before. You know, yeah. working with Paul and working with the list that I work with, um, which tend to be tinier producers. Not a lot, and I'm not working at the at the high the level at all. Level. Yeah. Right. And uh, I don't get a lot of opportunity to taste those wines, so I don't have a huge vocabulary for them. I don't have a lot of reference point for them. Um, so tasting all of these wines with these guys, these guys know these wines. You know, these guys know what these wines should be showing. They, they, they have a, a much different vocabulary than I do. And sitting there with them, I remember the the 96, the Clos Guasse, Uh I lost my shit over that yeah. wine. Well, um, that wine was, I'd reason. never had the wine. And for rightly so, you yeah. know. But the entire table of maybe 15 or 20 people or whatever it was, was silent and Nobody. I was. It was me and Damon Wise, and he was the only person there who wasn't in like the the wine part of the industry. Him and I are sitting there like drooling over yeah, this wine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like hitting each other under the table. Oh right. my god, this wine is so good! And at some, I, my notes are scribbled and exclamation points and hearts and you know right, what I mean. Right, Just right, right. unreal. My mind is being blown by this wine, and. At some point, uh, Jay McInerty looked over at me. He goes, "Carla, what is going on over right, at your end of the table?" Right. And everyone else is silent, you know. And I'm like, "How come nobody wants to flip the table over for this wine? Like, right. how come nobody, nobody's heart is open? This wine is singing, and nobody is l- hearing it, you know? Like, I don't ever want to get to the point where I know so much that I that that is tamped down. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like." Yeah. Uh, I hope to be in this position of feeling at least like I'm not knowing enough uh, for a long time so that I uh, can constantly be, be um, I don't know, overwhelmed by inspiration by the wine.
0: But do you think that was the moment where you felt confident in your own palate? Where you're like, you know what, I don't care if a thousand people don't like this wine, I, I will go you know, to bat for it.
1: It's, uh, yeah, yeah. There, um, that, that moment... Um, Let me see, what other moment? I think you know, we were discussing certain wines that have had an impression on me. And I'm not of the school that likes to take photos of the bottles that I've been drinking. Oh really? And place them. Is this a dig right at me? No, 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 it's not a dig on anybody, Patrick Capiolo. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) I love you. I love you. I love Rajpar in person.
0: Instagram another matter, however.
1: No, like Patrick put this thing on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it was. And it was a photo of him. It was a photo of him in his regular clothes and a photo of him in his like in his work outfit. And I was like, Yes, thank you for being you and not for just posting wines. Like that? I love oh, I didn't you. know that. And he goes, I'm tired of posting shit about wine, you know? And I'm oh, like, oh, it's that amazing. And I don't I don't know. Like I, for me, it's not necessarily I started to think of a list of wines that have affected me in that way that have um they're wines that for me, uh they they drop the bottom out like the, the the all noise stops and i get really emotional and uh i get tears in my eyes and i feel naked i feel like i'm if anybody were to look at me i would be completely revealed and cuz
0: i often feel like a nanny when that moment happens to me so
1: <laughs> i'm going to be known yeah. after this being a nude nanny yes
0: <laughs> you know what i find though and i don't know um maybe i'm super wrong i had those same Things happened to me. It was specifically over Metro Red, the Blondie Rouge, which no one cared about, seemingly, and I really liked it. But what I found is that when I got really ecstatic and showed all the other buyers that was ecstatic about it. They bought it and then there was none left. So like it's, it's almost a like a poker face thing. It's a trip. You know, you gotta go in there and be like, I don't know, seems okay to me, maybe.
1: But what a loss. I like know, there's I know. a moment you can't like
0: exclaim oh. your pleasure and joy.
1: Yeah. And like let me scream that holy scream of joy. Why should I smother it? Like you
0: just I just want to get the order in first. You're like, <laughs> let me write this on a piece of paper that says five cases for Tuesday. And then slip it to my wrap. And oh, then God. be like <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you don't have to listen to me. I'm just, you know, I, I once don't. burned, twice shy. <laughs> I'm just telling you.
1: And maybe that's part of the freedom that I have in not buying those wines. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to play you're not that game. The allocation I can, game. Yeah, usually, I because
0: the wines you're selling are not like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get to love them wholeheartedly. You know, you're right? And it's, I love that freedom. I wouldn't give it up. You know, like it's, um, it's kid like. And it's inspirational and it's, uh, I don't know, it's wild. And I think to lose that for me would be detrimental to how I teach my staff, would be uh, painful for me and on how I work the floor or just. Don't become
0: like me, don't do it. Did you, did you ever, did you ever see the movie Educating Rita by any chance?
1: Um, definitely no. I don't okay. even know what that movie is. All right, <laughs> well,
0: perhaps better. Note um, just
1: self Google search. Yeah,
0: yeah. Distributor.
1: <laughs> How to watch <laughs> Educating <this movie.
0: laughs> Rita? Uh, so though, but are there other wines that really spoke to you? Ah,
1: see, my mind wanders. Thank you for bringing me back. Um, I, I don't even. I guess this is a good segue to talk about sherry. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like the rest of it A was moment. just something you wanted to get through So we could get to this place You're like, can uh, I, I whip I'm, through my own biography of 35 years and 20 minutes? I'm,
1: I told myself, I was like, Carla, don't even talk about Sherry Everyone's talking about Sherry these days right. Don't even talk right, about right, it And right, then it right. comes up It comes
0: up So cool it hurts almost <laughs> You know. It's God. so hip it hurts
1: Ugh, So cool So cool <laughs> So I... I was like, uh, don't make a list of and say a bunch of names of certain bottles. For me, the thing about uh, the experience, my experience yeah. of the wine and myself is uh, very personal. And you can't, when a wine hits you like that, to put it into words is laughable, you know? It, it, you don't need to. You don't need to. You can experience it and take it as a gift and know that that's why you're working on all this and why you spend your weekends at home. You know what I mean? Reading. Like, you can know that that's the reason. That's for me. I know that that's the reason. And I don't, that feeling of when everything goes silent and when I feel very tiny and when I'm in the best way, you know what I mean? Like, in the face of beauty, it's just this naked purity. And I... Uh, that's what matters that feeling is what matters it's not necessarily what bottle you find it in or what vintage all of that is uh, business and this for me is is the heart part of it um and so to jump back to sherry for a minute going down there a few times being in these uh bodegas there's a smell to the bodega there is a quiet in the bodega uh we tasted through one bodega and the lights were never turned on, and you just walk through on this very quiet, soft sand floor. And
0: so, that's it's, if you trip. So, if you trip, you just okay. have, your this, they, <laughs> have your hands out. It's
1: good to have your hands up. It's good You just fall into Peter. In I walk behind room. Peter, so if I fall, I fall right into right, him. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: The Peter pillow.
1: <laughs> the Peter pillow. <laughs> Not totally comforting. He's a tiny guy, but it's fine. Um, yeah, so there is a. I don't know. There's something sacred about it, and uh, yeah, when you, when I get tears in my eyes and I smell the wine and everything disappears, um, that's that's the shit that matters.
0: So, I don't know. let me ask you. I mean, was there a lot of wine around the house when you're growing up, or was Nothing. it more like? Do you feel like it was something that was kind of denied you that you're finding a lot of in your life now?
1: I never had experience with wine uh, as part of the dining experience until literally until. I was 30 or so. Um, You know, I would have wine around. If somebody brought it to a party or whatever, I'll I'll drink it. But there was never an awareness of it. Um, I grew up, I was homeschooled. Mm -hmm. And my father is a pastor. And I grew up in uh, the back part of uh, one of these big valleys. It's called Silverado Silverado Canyon in Southern California in Orange County. Um, I grew up you know, in a stone cottage uh, and we had homing pigeons and, you know, we would catch snakes and keep them in the house and like wow, we had horses. Like, kind
0: of like Harry Potter with school. no English accents.
1: Yeah. And no magic. Yeah. No magic. Well, wow, it like <laughs> kind of sounds like maybe bummer. there was. <laughs> Personal magic. Um, yeah. So, the, no, there was no awareness of uh, beverages at all with with food. It wasn't even, I didn't even grow up being aware of food, you know. Yeah. Um I remember thinking that my mom would make top ramen, yeah. Uh, in like she would make those noodles, you know, cup of noodles. She would create those. Like it, yes. there's such a yeah. lack of awareness about food and where it comes from when I was growing right. up, you know. So I didn't have the connection then. It's been uh, I'm a late bloomer.
0: I was definitely like, Dad, good job with the potatoes and a hungry man meal. <laughs> like you know yeah. what I mean? It was bad. Yeah. yeah. Chili in a can. Yep. Ooh, <laughs> big God. bunch of Carl's oh, Jr. this weekend.
1: <laughs> Sweet. Totally. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, me too. Me too. What are you going to do?
0: I remember <laughs> I used to collect baseball cards in the welfare cheese box. <laughs> yeah. Like the, G- the government cheese. cheese. <laughs> yeah. I used to reuse those boxes to hold my baseball card collection. Yep. Because somehow we could afford baseball <laughs> cards. I don't know. Maybe they handed Trading. those out at the Hustling. station too. Hustling. I don't know. <laughs> the gum is mighty tasty and nutritious. Oh,
1: God. But, uh, Cardboard yeah. gum. Tell yeah. true.
0: True. Yeah. Story. So, I mean, you're there. How does all that passion play out in a business sense? I mean, wine is selling, people are happy, or have you ever had a problem where, you know, you put something on a list and you just die over it and it just doesn't go anywhere or it gets sent back or what happens when those kind of things occur?
1: Um, I buy it at cost and take it home for <laughs> my staff. Brilliant.
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Um, there's that. Yeah. And, uh, and you're like, also- no, I really do like this. <laughs> I love. Going to put my money where my mouth is. Of no No. Um, I. There are certain staff that I have that I know if I go to them and I know if I give them personal attention. And like a personal tasting, or, or there are three or four of them, and if I say, okay, we're going to do a tasting on so-and-so, and we're going to bring in these wines, and we're going to taste through them. I'm going to give you a clear snapshot of the region of the varietal or whatever I'm trying to show them for this wine that I know that they can grab onto in order to sell it. They will go with it. They'll take it, and they'll move it. Um, and so I use them, and I, I – you uh, have closers. Enlist them. I enlist,
0: yeah, exactly. It's like Gl- Glengarry Gone it's Ross. exactly. You're it's like, exactly see this wine? This wine costs less than your fucking car. Now go out and sell it. Go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And they're down for it, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of them have been there since the beginning, and they have uh, a clear attachment to the food, to the way the kitchen handles the food, um, and to uh, the raucous nature of our wine classes. And
0: How do you spell raucous? R O C K. Oh, R-
1: ooh, uh, yeah, R-A-W-K-U-S. R- I just, I don't know it's how raucous. things are done downtown. You know what I mean? We use hip hop. Going to the rock show. Oh, you, you do? Is that true? Raucous. Yeah, see, I'm like, I'm
0: a different. I really do believe that kitchen's changed in my career. Because yeah. it, it was always like, uh, you know, Johnny Cash and classic rock, like on the line, my whole thing. Well, you know, white boy stuff. Yeah. And now it's just very not. Yeah. It, it like starts out with like a mariachi band, <laughs> like in the morning with the real prep guys, like the real totally. dudes the actually do real stuff, prep you dudes. know, yep. like the kind of stuff that, you know, you might hear like on Roosevelt Avenue in Queens, like on a Friday night. <laughs> and then I, I guess mariachi band is probably the wrong word, but I don't know what it really is. It's fine, all out, all out. And then, uh, you know, then it moves quickly too, you know hip-hop you yep. know what i mean yeah. yep.
1: and for april she used to uh, dj so she has like a no whole, way like, she yes, used to dj she has a whole collection of records of in what house.
0: like mod stuff Clubbing or what stuff dude oh like what I, like
1: i don't even like, unf, know unf, <laughs> unf, unf, unf,
0: unf,
1: unf. i don't even know what the categories are like i don't even know how to reference it i know that i've been to her house and i'm like wow chef look at all of your records she's like yeah i used to be a dj i'm like what how did i not know this when we have parties sometimes down at the pig like we'll have the christmas party or whatever she'll dj it's pretty sweet
0: I expensive. had no idea.
1: Nobody does. Nobody does. What's
0: she like to work with?
1: She is, um, I was thinking about this too. I think the moment that I uh, volunteered for her army was when I saw her handling salads. Um, there is, you know, to, to watch April in the kitchen, she's very different outside the kitchen than she is in the kitchen. Um, is that true? Yeah. I found um,
0: her really nice when she came into the in, restaurant. She, I, one time. I adore her. Like I very unassuming. Her. Yeah, like she very
1: humble. Didn't very, want anything
0: or to. Very quiet. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, she's she's a fantastic woman, but in the kitchen she is a force. You know? Is she that true? Is, yeah. It, the kitchen. Not is to run say a
0: hurricane, a, but not yeah. to,
1: God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> Things I won't live down. Yeah. Um. She, it's, the kitchen can be militaristic, you know? Um, it is, it, it, it's full of inspiration when she's in it. It yeah. is incredibly focused, like painfully focused, you know what I mean? In the best way. It, it's just, it's severe attention when she's in the kitchen. Um, for everybody in the kitchen, but and when we, when she comes into the kitchen, you can feel the entire restaurant, everybody's uh, posture straightens, you know what I mean? Like everybody is at full attention and it's this amazing, like she is our leader, you know? Yeah. So that's that part of her is what I saw first. This The part of her that made me want to uh, follow her wherever she goes is how she holds her salads. She is big into uh, touching all of her food. I eat with my fingers. I rarely use utensils. I love touching the food. And so seeing my chef do that as well was very comforting to me. Um, she is very focused on... Uh, making sure that for the salads everything is placed properly and it's this beautiful like architecture and when it comes out it looks like the salad is breathing it looks like the salad is is weightless it's just like all of these little sprouts like facing up and kind of looking out and just gorgeous, gorgeous plating. And I, the first time I saw that, it it stopped me. And I like, I don't even remember what I was doing. It just, I stood there and watched her plate this salad. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my God. Yes. I'm in the right spot. Like, how did I get here? I don't know. I came here through all this craziness, but watching her plate a salad, I know I'm where I need to be, you know, like there's no two ways about it. So I don't know. Um, she's the shit.
0: And how would you characterize the different restaurants? Because you're working uh, at a few now. Like you, we're working on the list at the Dory. You got the Spotted Pig, Mm -hmm. the Breslin. I mean, if Mm -hmm. I don't know, what's the difference? There
1: are uh, the the kitchens have different styles. Uh, Is that true? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the the holy The holy Trinity of April is uh, Malden Sea Salt. Olive oil and lemon, and then if depending on the recipe, pequin chilies or holland chilies. So always a little heat as well, um, and those are in almost everything. Olive oil finishes everything, lemon finishes everything, um, and aside from that kind of uh, overreaching similarity in all of the kitchens, um, bold flavor. Is definitely one of her profiles. I think you're, you're familiar with that if you've dined at any of her restaurants. But for each restaurant specifically, um, the pig is this amazing. I mean, if you've ever seen the kitchen of the pig, I was there last night. Uh, there was no, we're in the middle of Hurricane Sandy here for you listeners. That's why my reference earlier was so tasteless. I apologize. Um, I was there last night and there was no power at the pig last night. And they were running a kitchen uh, on, they had turned on the gas burners and they were running a kitchen on candlelight. The hood was not working. And they were putting out hot food, unbelievably uh, raw in their heart, like uh, so, so dope, so cool. Like the vibe down there, you walked in and it was just this uh, family vibe. And that's very much how it feels at the pig. It's this tiny space. Um,
0: there's sand on the floor. There's sand it's on the dark. floor. Peter's in front Peter's of me. Peter's in front
1: of you. <laughs> I have tears running down my face. This is what my life is. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and the Breslin is essentially that whole pubby feel of the spotted pig, but broken open for everybody to come see.
0: Oh, is that true? And
1: yeah, I mean, in terms of the style, in terms of how many people we can get in there, in terms of how much space there is compared to the pig, the pig is like this tiny little closet, you know, the Breslin is like, it's, it's big uptown sister. Um, but still there's this, uh, I don't know, there's this like altar feeling towards the pass at that for me, at least, um, the pass of the kitchen of the Breslin. It's this dark space and it's all this dark wood and all this kind of like broken down furniture. And then you look back towards the open kitchen and it's this like glaring white. It's like one, it's one of the cleanest kitchens I've ever seen. Um, this shining example of what we're all there for. And, uh, Watching the food come out. If you ever go to the Breslin, watch what the staff does at the pass. Um, we gather at the pass to watch the food be assembled before it comes out. Oh, is it that is true? Absolute reverence. I don't know yeah. that. Um, if there's if we've all been walking the restaurant, and there's nothing happening at the moment. All of us just sit at the pass and watch them plate food. Um, it is reverence is the best word for it. It's a beautiful thing. And then over at the uh, and then also clearly the Breslin is known for the suckling pig and the pig foot and all of the, the pretty big tasty. kind of yeah they're tasty they're massive, massive. they're huge yeah. statement pieces you know um, and then at the Dory which is I think my favorite menu of all of the restaurants is that true yeah. I'm in love with that place. Um, these little, uh, I told April once, and she didn't really agree with me, but I'm sticking to it. Um, I think that at the Dory, she took all of these big uh, flavors that she loves, that she employs, and she went from the like the grandiose theater of the Breslin, and she honed it all back in and made took all of these big ideas and big flavors and, and applied them to the purest uh, pieces of food that you can... You can imagine, and in little bites. So it's not this—I uh, don't know—this medieval feast like the Breslin is. It's this like very specific, very uh, almost corseted feel there in terms of the food itself, and it works beautifully. Uh, there's a there's this very cool kind of invisible balance between all of that flavor and uh, I don't know this this purity in the food. If you there is a um, one of my favorite things there. Um, The razor clam ceviche, it's just razor clams and they're diced up and then it's olive oil and lemon and then this chive puree. So you have maybe three ingredients, four ingredients and it's perfect. It needs nothing else. You know what I mean? It's so lightly adorned. It's, uh, It's just graceful food.
0: So, how are you pairing with that? I mean, what's what's on the menus for wine for the different restaurants? What's the difference?
1: We thought when the Dory opened that it was going to be a lot of champagne and um, p- people have not. It was all de no, 96. Yeah, like I mean, I list. had every vintage I could get my <laughs> allocated hands on. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we still have all of it. Um it's one 96
0: color <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm sorry.
1: That's the stuff I'm buying at cost to take home.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, no way. Mom ain't raised no wow. fool. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, maximize the value.
1: <laughs> Do yourself a favor.
0: Doug, don't listen right now. Doug, turn off the thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying memo. To
1: Note to self. To the distributor. <laughs> Um, lots of whites lots of whites yeah Um, I think uh, fun pairing with the food is a lot of aromatic whites so um, we have some fun Austrian stuff happening um Muscateller is super fun with the food. Obviously, Riesling is super fun with the food. Um, Rosés are excellent with the food. Um, it allows you to stay chilled and allows you to stay bright and refreshing, but you can still move into some of the, the fuller items, the warmer items on the menu. Um, you can definitely go red. Um, one of my favorite reds on the list is the, uh, the Maserati Rosese from Liguria. Just this like, uh. bright and kind of herbal red, fantastic with just, uh, again, really lightly adorned fish. Yeah. It's grilled. Like and met- that's
0: exactly what they eat there. So that works out pretty good, like in Liguria.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good job, guys.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Way to make wine that goes with the food that you eat every day. Nice work. Yeah. yeah. Bravo, (laughs) sir. Mr. Liguria.
1: Mr. Liguria.
0: (laughs) So the Spotted Pig, though, I mean, it's on multiple floors. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of hustle and bustle. Yeah. Um, How does it work with wine service? I mean, you're usually at the Breslin, right? Yeah. And yeah, the yeah, yeah. staff just like rocks it.
1: The staff is the staff. A lot of the staff has been there for a long time. Is
0: that true? Yeah. Why would they leave? Yeah. Right. It's Why successful. would they leave? Why would they leave?
1: Um, and there's a huge sense of family. Uh, I think they're more than the other restaurants simply because of how long it's been open and because uh, the size of the place and the proximity of, of, of people and guests. Do
0: you think the Michelin um, star thing was a surprise for them? I mean, I know it's a little prior to your era. There,
1: from what I've heard. Uh, yeah, it was prior to my era, but from talking to everybody, um, it was a surprise to them, and they weren't focusing on it at all. So when it came, it was yeah. just this like. It took out them of... a month to wow. find out. They're
0: like, "Oh, really? What
1: is this?" Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like you got a book in like a Chinese magazine <laughs> that you can't read. You're like, <laughs> I don't know. All these people are here. They said something about so reading weird. something.
1: I don't know. Just keep making those burgers. Um, yeah, I think it came as a surprise, uh, and. But, man, what a, what a sweet surprise. Um, the service there, because a lot of the staff uh, takes ownership of the restaurant itself more than any of the other restaurants, um, part of them serving their own wine is what they have wanted to do. We talked about when I started going over there having somebody on the floor, and I don't think it's necessary at all. Um, but we have class once a week, and they know the list. They know what they like on the list. It's like any restaurant, I think. Um, they pick out what they like on the list, and that's what they sell. You know, um, Yeah, pretty simple.
0: Do you think that price points have gone down? I remember there was an article, this was a while ago, and this was before you were involved, but there was an article about the pig and like Bastianich was a partner and he came in and he looked at the list and he's like, the problem with this list is that like you're serving like Quilcita Creek for like $250 at like a bistro. Well, Is that still true today or how have things changed just economically and actually on the page that's the wine list?
1: I think for any of the lists, when I first came on, uh, specifically for the Breslin, the top, I mean, it was at a hundred bucks. That so was that hundred bottles under a hundred bucks. And I've gone up since there, I think now we're at like 280 or so, um, somewhere around there. And... If you, I think it's the same for any list. If you either lower or raise your price points, people will adjust accordingly.
0: Yeah, people kind of find the middle ground.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to be having $1,200 bottles on my list because it simply is not what we're doing and that's not the service we're providing. Um, But you can go a little higher, I think, uh, than we previously expected. And for the pig specifically, those bottles would move more than you think. Yeah. It's really surprising. It's really surprising. Well, it's the West
0: Village. I mean, there's some wealth there. And there's some players who roll. And every time I go in there, I'm like, oh, that's a – that's well, kind of a baller dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean Not that I go a lot Because yeah. it's really not
1: really, It's not
0: your scene It's not my scene I don't, I don't know how to explain it What is your scene Not there not, <laughs> I, I love it I love going there But it always feels like uh, Like I'm taking a ride At Disneyland Like yeah. oh this is very different Than, yeah. than the normal Levy you know? Yeah Yeah, usually I'm at the library with Screech. and (laughs) Kelly. (laughs) You know, honestly, what it really comes down to is after years of probably working in restaurants or something, I actually can't hear very well. And (laughs) so, um, uh, you know, I'm not so good if you take away the verbal puns. Like, (laughs) just standing there, I look kind of like a doof. (laughs) And I—it's really
1: charming. I can't it's really charming. Actually,
0: here, <laughs> what anybody's saying. You should rely on it saying. more than you do. And I—I I don't mean that as a criticism. I know other people like it. I think people like to go to a loud restaurants so they don't have the need to actually say much, yeah. Like and just hang, and they don't feel the need to make conversation. However, that's taking away like everything that I got. <laughs> that's like the whole. That's like the whole package right there. So then I become the raw, tremoring little piece of, of yeah. heart matter. That yeah just, makes you feel you know, naked. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You Fair. know what I'm saying? I think Fair. other people. Keanu Reeves handles it a lot better than me. Let me put Keanu, it that way.
1: so smooth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what's next for the restaurants?
1: Um, we are currently working on the Pod Hotel. Yeah, which oh, is okay. on 39th between Lex and 3rd. And uh, there's a kitchen opening there. It'll, again, be one of April's kitchens. Um, and it's fo- focusing right now on Mexican food. I haven't seen the complete menu Um Forward progress has been halted based on the hurricane, um, so that's going to be happening. The roof was open about three or four weeks ago, and the the bar is actually open. Uh, the The bar to the restaurant on the ground floor is open, but the kitchen hasn't opened yet. I hear you. That'll be coming up in the next month or so.
0: Well, I'm excited to hear about what you're going to do down there, and I come forward. You know, look forward to coming and checking it out. Thanks. Thanks for spending the time.
1: Thanks for having
0: Carla. And she's going to say her last name. Rizuski. Of the Breslin John Dorian Spotted Pig. We'd love to welcome you at the pod or at one of the other restaurants coming up soon. Thanks for your time. Thank you. All Drink to That is hosted and produced by myself, Levy Dalton. Aaron Scala has contributed original pieces. Editorial assistance has been provided by Bill Kimsey. The show music was performed and composed by Rob Moose and Thomas Bartlett. Show artwork by Alicia Tenoyan. T shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs.